You're listening to the Calm Mind Toolkit podcast, where I will be chatting with a range of health and wellness professionals who will be sharing their tools and experiences around physical and mental health. I'm your host, Helen Stammers, occupational therapist and founder of the Calm Mind Toolkit, and I'm here to help you build your toolkit of skills in resilience, confidence and calm. Let's get started with today's conversation. Welcome, Heather, to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. I know you do lots of different things in your business, Therapy HQ. And what I'd really like to ask you about is um, your practice of reflexology. Because I know it's seen as maybe an alternative or complementary therapy. And it'd be really good to ask you about what exactly it is and Mm -hmm. what it helps with. Um, it, It definitely is an alternative therapy, but I think it's becoming much more mainstream. And that's and we're definitely seeing that. I think a lot more people have heard of it. So it's it's a really ancient form of touch therapy. It's got roots in China and ancient Egypt. Um, it dates back thousands of years. And um, basically, it's based on the theory that every part of the body, uh, organs, systems, glands, nerves, everything, can all be connected to and therefore affected by a reflex point. And so pressure is applied to specific points on that reflex map. There was actually a research study using brain mapping that showed um, an increase in blood flow to the area in the brain connected with that specific reflex being worked on the foot. So there is evidence that it works, that it's effective. And reflexology isn't always the feet. It can be the feet, the hands, the face and the ears. And what I do is I work mainly on the feet. And there's an awful lot of nerves in the feet. There's 8,000 nerves, um, at least in your feet, which is more than anywhere else in the body. Wow, okay. I didn't realise that it's a whole body thing as well. Yes, it definitely is. So yeah, literally everything in your body can be mapped somewhere to a reflex point somewhere on your feet or hands or, you know, whichever point of the body you're working. It's not just specific systems. I mean, it's great for kind of hormones and digestive system and all that, but it can also help with things like boosting your immunity and sleep um, and much more general things as well. So yeah, it's, it's a great therapy. Wow. When you mentioned... There's research backing it as well, because I think sometimes with the more complementary therapies, some people might think maybe not based on evidence or not based on science. It's more just sort of someone's like made it up. and Absolutely. And there's more and more research being done all the time. I think as people are looking for more holistic ways to improve their health and their well-being and with the pressures on the NHS and people are looking for alternatives to medicine, there is more and more research. And and I love a research study. I post about them quite a lot because I love a bit of evidence. So what, what like brought you into reflexology? What started your interest in it? Um, I've always been a fan of alternative therapy since I can remember. And when I was a very young, late teenager, I used to work at Southend Hospital and they offered, I think it was six treatments a year and you could have reflexology or massage. And so I used to have reflexology treatments because they were available and they were free. And I just always really enjoyed them and I found it fascinating. Um, and it was just something I continued. I had them through my pregnancies. So I talk a lot about um, my fertility issues. I have three children now, but my oldest, it took us long time to conceive her um, and I had two reflexology treatments fertility reflexology treatments and then we conceived her after about 18 months of trying with no luck 
I had a treatment to turn my son, my middle child, uh, he was breech at about 36 weeks. So I had a treatment to try and turn him and he turned during the treatment. And that's when I thought, actually, you know what, I want to do this. So I had it all through my pregnancies and I had really nice pregnancies. I had really great labours, uh, really nice births. Um, yeah. And as I had fertility issues myself, I decided to specialise in fertility reflexology. And I just love it. I just really love it. It's just amazing. In terms of the clients that you see the most, what sort of issues do you help most of your clients with? Is it is it fertility? Is it pregnancy? Um, well, it, it is honestly everything. I mean, I specialise in women's health, so particularly pregnancy, fertility, uh, menstrual cycle issues, menopause, uh, which is fabulous for. But I see babies uh, with colic. I see children and teenagers with uh, hormonal imbalances, behavioural disorders anxiety disorders I have lots of male clients it's great for literally everything I'm definitely seeing a huge increase in fertility clients Um, I've really noticed that since this last lockdown so I think it's becoming more and more common and I think people are looking for alternative ways rather than you try for about a year you go to your GP they suggest Clomid or IVF and that's kind of it I think people were looking for something that's a bit in between yeah um, to give that a try first rather than going straight into or we haven't been able to conceive naturally let's have IVF you know it's, there needs to be a bit of an intermediate yeah there. obviously the NHS is amazing but it's limited in what it can offer so I think having more options available means that maybe you get some support a bit sooner than having to to wait yes long. definitely how does reflexology work for and maybe an example of maybe one of the issues and how it would actually help Well, I think, I mean, the main thing that everyone's going to get from a reflexology treatment is relaxation. And I think that the effect that stress has on the body is really underestimated. And that is true for absolutely anything. I mean, stress causes so many issues. And a lot of the time people don't even realise that headaches, you know, digestive issues, all sorts of things. And I think those struggling with fertility will also know the amount of times that people will tell you or that you'll read or if you just relax you'll conceive a child I'm sure you get this a lot with your clients yeah and of course someone saying that to you immediately makes you relax doesn't it I mean as soon as someone says well if you just relax you're going to have a baby that's why you can't have a baby it's because you're not relaxed enough that isn't exactly inducing relaxation so that I think is is really underestimated the importance of that and it can improve so many things like uh, that you're sleeping better and that your anxiety is reduced but specifically for fertility if you have uh, an issue that's causing you a problem, maybe endometriosis or polycystic ovary syndrome or anything like that, it can help reduce the symptoms, which I think already just kind of makes your life a bit easier if you're feeling those symptoms a bit less. And that goes a long way to helping. I think we recognise how doing something like this would make such a difference to our health, like giving ourselves that opportunity, because I think we hold so much stress and anxiety and feelings in our body like with a lot of my clients a lot of anxiety is because they're so sort of in their heads so they're you know full of worrying thoughts and actually we we can be quite disconnected from actually how much our body is affected by our emotions yeah absolutely and I think when you when it comes to something like fertility in a, on a real basic level that's not the right hormones to produce and grow a baby that that kind of stressed mindset And that's why I think it goes even into birthing and the the hypnobirthing principle that if you are in that pressured situation in a hospital, you know, and you're being induced and stuff like that, that birth can be quite slow and quite traumatic because you're just, your body is stressed. And as soon as you go into that fight or flight response, that's not the right environment to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. 
Um, so if you're trying to achieve conceiving a, a child, um, being stressed is just not not the right environment for that. Mm. Sometimes we go for the attack of trying to change our thoughts first to then yeah. influence our body. Maybe we can flip that round and actually manage our bodies and be able to relax that and that will in turn relax our, our minds. Absolutely. The mind is such an incredibly powerful thing. And yeah, like you say, you can do it either way around. I think that's definitely, definitely true. You mentioned um, lockdown before, and I just wondered whether you've seen any changes with people you're seeing or things that are, um, people are struggling with from before maybe lockdown to now. I'm definitely busier, and I know that's true across the board. Speaking to my fellow therapists, doing similar things to me, doing different things to me, that's definitely true. We're all very busy, which is great because that definitely shows that people are valuing themselves more. And I'm seeing a lot more people struggling with stress, anxiety, depression, which I think is is understandable. Some of the things from lockdown, obviously people are struggling. But on another hand, I think we're looking for more alternatives and other options and focusing on actually thinking about our life or our life balance and looking at actually I need to prioritise myself a bit more. Um, mm. Yeah, I think the life balance thing is definitely true. People are, are actually enjoying this much more balanced lifestyle and yeah like you say looking to maybe improve that even more mm, I think it's a really hard thing to value ourselves and our health and prioritize time for it it's a real challenge especially with busy lifestyles and lots of demands I think and particularly for women as well mm. I mean women's health I think is always put on the back burner if you like I mean we famously look after everybody else before we look after ourselves and there's almost a stigma around putting yourself first like it doesn't feel right does it as a mother to put yourself before everybody else there's obviously things that get in the way of that and that is some some part of our culture or our upbringing or actually that feels wrong or selfish selfish exactly that selfish has become a dirty word hasn't it you know since when has being selfish doing something for yourself been something that's wrong yeah it's interesting I think we just assume that it's selfish and that's it or oh it feels a bit indulgent there's definitely something about us needing to struggle yeah we have to be at breaking point before we do something about it and actually most people that come to me and a lot of people that I see lots of people that have had reflexology will say yes I had it during pregnancy and I loved it um, but I stopped going once the baby was born. And I, I know that's a time thing. You know, I've been there myself and I preach all of this and I'm not going to claim that I do it. You know, I put myself first. Um, I definitely don't. I'm working on it. But again, it's something I struggle with. I'm, I'm a busy working mum of three. But it's almost like you need that justification because that's mostly when I went when I, when I was pregnant because it, it almost then becomes about, it's about the baby. It's not about you. You're doing it for the baby. You're do, still doing, you have to do it for someone else. You can't just do it for you. Yeah, I wonder how we can move and shift, you know, that process of feeling like we can't do anything unless it's for a particular reason or a goal or a... Like a greater good, it has to be for... I think it's linked with the stigma of mental health because it's not always something you think, oh, I've got this wrong and I feel justified then to get some help where I think anxiety, depression or just feeling a lack of confidence or anything like that feels harder to define or justify actually getting some support with. But it's it's just so essential and so important because it's going to affect every aspect of your life. Absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah, I wonder if people taking time to step back and think about how they balance their time and their day and, and how we value and what's most important, because I think there's so many demands that we just get wrapped up in them without even knowing whether we value them or they're important to us or not. It is just that it is literally just that learning to value it and realising the benefits of and value in looking after yourself. You know, you are worth that. Um, and it's a great example to set to your families. I would not want my children to feel that they should not value themselves. And the best way to teach that is by setting that as an example. Mm. Um, and the amount of people who come to me with issues with their cycles is absolutely huge. I had no idea it was so common until I started doing this. Similar mm. kind of issues, people who get really bad headaches or just, you know, horrendous life changing, like debilitating cycles that are painful, that are long, that are heavy, that mean they can't go out. That's not normal. That shouldn't be normalised. And the, the very little that women are even taught about their own bodies, about their own health. I, there's lots of things I learned when I did my fertility course, when I did my training about menstrual cycle that I had no idea about. And I thought as a fairly educated, clued up woman mm. who had had children by then. And there were lots of things that I just did not know because they don't teach you and nobody talks about it. And actually, it's just not good enough. No. Yeah, there's no options at all apart from some medication. And that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. And that's just, yeah, it's not it's not for sufficient and definitely not enough, like I said, educational knowledge about it. And even sort of working in perinatal mental health, you know, the impact of hormones in yeah. Is massive. The the effects of that on the woman and the family and the experience is yeah, it's huge. It's really and huge. modern lifestyles are just not set up for women. I think if if it was the other way around, uh most women should, and I'm hoping more people will start to do this now they're working from home a bit more. But if you track your cycles and you learn about the cycles and how it makes you feel at certain points in your cycle, and then you plan your life around that and I know that seems like that's that's a really big deal and I don't want to plan my life around my menstrual cycle but yeah. you know if you avoid making massive decisions the days before you're due on your period if you know that that gives you brain fog and it makes you grumpy and it makes you irrational if you start to then think okay this is not a good week for me to decide whether I'm moving house or whatever then actually your life just becomes a lot more easy but the, our current lifestyles are not set up to work with hormones and our bodies and how they work and it's the same with like postnatal and stuff we're expected to bounce back and be back to normal within months of having a baby and that isn't just isn't how your body works yeah so rather than fighting it constantly if we were embracing it and working with it I think everyone would find that a lot easier yeah and I think a lot of stress comes from our emotions feeling out of our own control and at least being aware of what's going on will help us kind of think okay this is what's going on this is why yeah. and not get too caught up in it and be able to feel a bit more able to to manage it even if we can't kind of completely change how we're feeling and I do get a lot of menopausal clients because the symptoms again it's oh well you're going through the menopause but that can be quite debilitating and it doesn't have to be you don't have to suffer okay. to that extent yeah that's good that's good to know it's quite life-changing potentially isn't it just it can be and that feels like a really bold claim to go actually this could change your life but it genuinely can and it has done and it does do that for lots of my clients which is why lockdown was so hard because I have lots of clients who really really rely on this wow that sounds really good thank you so much You're welcome and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Calm Mind Toolkit podcast. 
In the next episode, I'll be joined by Lizzie from Parenting Explorers, which is a pregnancy, birth and early years and parenting support service, helping and nurturing secure parent-infant attachments, early brain development, holistic gentle sleep coaching strategies and responsive parenting techniques. So I hope you'll join me there.